Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. And follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. We have had just the best time doing Back to Basics, where areas that I'm asked repeated questions in, I'm digging deep. And we've done a variety of these to this point, and today... I'm talking about travel. Travel is something I love. It's how I initially ended up in the media is because I was a travel expert from way back, having had a chain of travel agencies that I sold in the mid-80s, eventually ended up giving travel advice in the newspaper, on radio, a variety of formats, including television, And that kind of morphed into what I do now. I love to travel. I've been to every continent except Antarctica. I've been to every state except North Dakota. Now, to those of you in North Dakota who have continually been upset that I've not been, I recently on clearance got a North Dakota State University sweatshirt and a University of North Dakota sweatshirt. So... At the very least, if I haven't made it yet, at least I can wear the sweatshirts. But I'm coming, I promise. I'm coming, picking up the 50th state. But how would I get there? Only when there's a deal, right? That's who I am. So I want to talk about something that is first a concept that has uh, alienated some people. But it's the idea that I decide where I go, unless I have to go somewhere for some particular reason, I decide where I'm going to go, where the deal is. When a deal pops up, I'm like, yeah, that would be fun to do, and then I go. If you love to travel and really don't like to spend a lot of money, going only where the deal is is front and center to you saving money. There are now a number of newsletter sources, alerts, email alerts that let you know when there is a great sale. I also read travel blogs that tell me where airlines are introducing new service. I know that when an airline introduces a new route that it's just a matter of when, not if, there's going to be an airfare introduction with the new service coming into place. I'm pretty methodical about this, but at the same time, I'm also someone who impulsively, when there's a deal, I will buy it and I will go there even if I have no idea why I'm going. And that's made it possible for me to see the whole world except Antarctica by just going wherever the bargains happen to be and taking those deals. It's a pretty simple concept, but hard for a lot of people to do. Now, my favorite of the alert services 
is Scott's Cheap Flights. It's scottscheapflights.com that tells you about randomized deals. This is for international. But most of the time, we're traveling domestic. And so that's why I really like a tool Kayak has called kayak.com slash explore. And you can pull up from your home city a map of the United States. If you like to travel internationally, they do this also internationally. And it'll show you the lowest fares that they know of right now to all the places they're tracking all over the United States. And you might see a deal there. You're like, wow, I've always wanted to go to Minot, North Dakota. And look, there's a deal to it. And you click and you see what that deal is, when you can go, bam, you book it, and you're on your way to North Dakota. That's the idea of kayak.com slash explore. And so you, you see all these strategies to save money. Domestic travel, the best tool for searching fares is owned by Google. Google.com slash flights. Really, really great. And the fair search results are virtually instantaneous. So Google bought behind the scenes a lot of the stuff that the airlines rely on for database for fares. And that's why they have the best up-to-date information on fares from everyone but Southwest that doesn't participate in industry databases. So if you like to fly Southwest, you've got to go to southwest.com and see what they've got. But everything else, google.com slash flights. If you like to save money, do not become brand loyal to a particular airline. Don't do it. Uh, Airlines in the United States have broken into three price categories, basically. You have the three full fare airlines, American, United, and Delta. The three mid-price airlines, Alaska, Southwest, JetBlue. And the three deep discount airlines, Spirit, Allegiant, and Frontier. Although just because Spirit, Allegiant, and Frontier are the deep discounters, sometimes referred to as hard discounters because it's hard to fly them, they're not always going to be necessarily cheaper than the other six. It depends on the route and how much demand is on the day you want to go. The three mid-price airlines, to me, particularly if you're an entrepreneur running your own business, paying for your own travel, they, to me, are the absolute sweet spot of air travel in the United States. JetBlue, with a widening route map, Southwest, which flies more flights than anybody else in the country, and the rapidly growing Alaska Airlines, all three offer to me the combination a better service than you get from the full fares and day in and day out better prices than you get from the full fares. If you want to fly internationally, by the way, for domestic travel, if you're going on leisure, booking early but not too early really seems to be the, the good point to get good fares. And I would say somewhere around six to eight weeks out 
tends to get lower fares than closer or further away. Although if there's a spot sale and you want to grab it and it's for months away, grab it. For international travel, do not book way far ahead. You know, months and months and months ahead. International travel, the best fares are going to be like 6 to 15 weeks out from departure. Or, of course, when there's a service introduction. If you're going to Europe and you want to get a good fare and you're willing to travel a little distance in the U.S. to go to Europe, pull up the cities served by Wow Air and Norwegian. These two deep discounters that fly from the U.S. to Europe have totally distorted the fare structures of our three full fare airlines for flights to Europe. American United and Delta have had to completely adjust their pricing based on where Norwegian and WOW fly from the U.S. and where they fly to in Europe. So if you live within a few hours of a handful of other departure points, see if any of those are served by WOW Air or Norwegian, and that can make a big difference for you. As a general rule, though, for trips to Europe, the cheapest fares to Europe are going to depart from New York, Boston, and Chicago. Sometimes Washington, D.C., but most often New York, Boston, Chicago. So many times it'll be worth it to buy a ticket from wherever you live to one of those three and then fly international. My brother and his wife just flew to Dublin, Ireland, and they had been in the Washington, D.C. area. They rented a car, drove to Newark, left the car at Newark, because the fare from Newark to Dublin was 300 and something round trip, which was less than half what the cost was from any of the three airports for their travel time from the Washington, D.C. metro area. If you want to fly to Asia or the South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand, the fares almost always are going to be significantly better from West Coast departure points, occasionally from New York, but generally from L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle. The fares will be so much cheaper than they are from elsewhere in the country that buying a domestic ticket to a West Coast gateway will tend to save you a huge amount of money for an international trip. Right now, there's such deep competition from the West Coast to Asian airports that often you can get a fare to Asia for in the 300s round trip to the 600s round trip from the West Coast departure points. And I'm going to talk about hotels and cars in the second part of this coming up later in this special edition of the Clark Howard Show. But now it's time for your questions about travel. Nathan's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Clark. I just uh, have a um, 
a question regarding my son who flies quite a bit, and I know you do. And uh, several weeks ago, you mentioned about congestion and things you used to get, and he gets that now. And I just wondered if you had mentioned something when I heard you, and I don't remember what it was. I thought it was a spray or something, and it's just driving me nuts that I can't remember it. Yeah, what I do is go to the dollar store, although you can pay much more if you wish, at a chain pharmacy, and I get a saline spray. A saline spray. It's been very helpful to me with the amount of air travel I do. Mm-hmm. And the saline spray is just something that's, it like just keeps the nasal passages moist because when you fly, the plain air dries you out It leads to more likelihood of infections and stuff. And so using the the saline spray has been very, very helpful to me. Other people use them and they say it didn't do anything for me, but it has been very useful for me. And you used it for a good while, didn't you? Oh, I, I still use it when I travel. Okay. Well, I knew it was something like that because you and my son have two things in common. In addition to the flying, he also has a Tesla, and I, I thought that either one or the other was causing that congestion. So it <laughs> Definitely the not the Tesla. <laughs> but he really loves it. Oh, gosh, he's, he's crazy about that car. Does he let you drive it, zero to 60? No, no, or... he doesn't even let his wife drive it. What? <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm crazy about it to the point that a stranger will come up and start asking me, and I'll say, oh, get in the driver's seat. Let me explain to you how it works. Wow. One time I'm going to do that, and it's going to be the last time I see my Tesla, right? Right. Well, it's just like a, it, being in a spaceship to me when I'm in there. It's, uh, it's really something. But, uh, but I appreciate it, and uh, I'm going to pass this on to him and everything. All right. Well, best to him, and I hope that it helps with the nasal infections and stuff that he gets from so much air travel. You know, they're not called the germ tube for nothing. Flying is uh, is really something that is disruptive to your body and when you do it a lot like i fly more than on average over a year more than one flight a week and the effects well you know you should never cry over you know somebody who gets to travel and see the country and see the world so that sounded really really whiny from me but there are the health issues that do come up from it apple card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Jason joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jason. Hello, Clark. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. You are headed to Central Florida. Yes, sir. How can I, I be of help? Here. You going to see Mickey Mouse? Well, not really. It's a trip. I took your advice that you get the cheap ticket and then you find a reason to go where you're going. And <laughs> my wife and my wife and our anniversary is coming up, and I saw the thirty-five dollar ticket, and I grabbed a set of tickets, and now I'm going. I really don't want to see Mickey Mouse. I want to go somewhere that my wife and I will enjoy for our anniversary. So are you beach people? Because you've got beaches really close to the Orlando airport. No, we're not beach people. Not beach people. All right, what, no. do you, what do you think you'd enjoy doing 
on an anniversary trip? We are pretty much open to everything except the beach scene, but normally I work a lot and we really don't get a chance to go too many places. But so you want time to chill. Freed up. Right, right, right. Okay, so in Orlando and in the surrounding area, there's a massive supply of hotel rooms, perhaps past 100,000 now. Uh, with resorts of every type you can think of. And uh, the other option there is to rent somebody's condominium there uh-huh. um, through a website called Airbnb. But I'll okay. tell you, my favorite thing to do is to go on Priceline okay. or Hotwire and pick five-star properties only, since this is an anniversary uh-huh. And on Priceline, go to their instant deals, and on Hotwire, it's just their hotel list, and scan it where you only select five-star properties. Okay. And you want properties that have a satisfaction rate of 80% or higher that are five-star. Okay. And they're all going to be resort kind of places. See what you can find. Outstanding. Sounds great. I'm excited already. All right. So if you want to know more about how I do the Priceline and Hotwire thing, go to Clark.com and look at my guide on how to save money on hotels. All right, Clark. I appreciate it. I think you helped for not only now, but uh, down the line. Well, you were so kind to say that, and happy anniversary. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Glad you're here with us on this special edition Back to Basics on the Clark Howard Show as the Back to Basics series talking about houses and cars and investments and insurance and various things involved with your life is to dig deep in areas that really matter to you and that just answering a question from someone, you might not get the depth of information you're looking for. In this edition talking about travel, I'd say I confuse people more trying to explain how I get my ultra-cheap hotel rooms than anything else. You know, earlier I talked about how my brother and his wife flew to Ireland on an ultra-cheap fare from Newark to Dublin. Well, my brother called me and said, the day before he was going, gave me lots of notice. He was having trouble finding any deal on a hotel. And what was going on, the hotels in Dublin were in the hundreds of euros a night. What should he do? So I talked him through and walked him through how I book hotels on Priceline. And we got him a four-star that had great reviews for 82 U.S. dollars, which I guess is 69, 68 euro. And it's just a process that I go through that's methodical for me that I get the really great rates 
on hotels. Now, I have a big bias towards Priceline. I use Hotwire for maybe 10, 15% of my bookings, but almost everything else is on Priceline. The reason is that most people are afraid of not knowing where you're going to stay till after you paid non-refundable. Because with Priceline, to get a real deal, you have to be willing to book a place without knowing where you're actually going to be. But it's not that big a deal once you follow some simple rules. What I do is I book four-star hotels or higher that have a approval rating from people who've stayed there of 80% or higher. You know, a four-star hotel that has approval rating of 40%, I'm never going to grace its doors. I'm never going to see it. I'd much rather be in a three-star that has an 80% or above approval rating from people than a four-star that has a low approval rating. So with the Priceline process, you're able in a big city to pick, well, even a midsize, you're able to pick what part of town you're in. And sometimes you'll be able to suss out when you look at listings in a neighborhood, you'll be able to see, oh, well, there's only two four-star hotels in that neighborhood. And then go read on TripAdvisor what people say about them. And if both of them are great, you're fine buying the express deal from Priceline where you don't know which hotel you're going to be at in that area of town, but you know it's going to be one of those two that got really great ratings. I mean, it's it's not that complicated if you can cross that psychological threshold. Now, why four stars are higher? Because who's coming up with the star ratings anyway? And there's been an inflation in the stars that people say a hotel is a four-star that, you know, 10 years ago probably would have been considered to be a three, three and a half. And a hotel today that's rated a three would have been probably a two not that long ago. So it's kind of like, you know, with everybody being above average (laughs) on Yelp, I've got to make sure that I cordon off to where I know I'm going to get a decent place. So I look thoroughly, look at all the choices available on the express deals, limiting again to four, four and a half or five stars. And I start wide with all neighborhoods in a metro area and then narrow down. And then once I find what's like in the price zone I'm looking for, I then flip back to look at the neighborhood, the listings where I know the hotels that are the four, four and a half or fives, whatever. And recently, my wife and my teenage daughter went to New York. And when I was looking for a hotel for them, they ended up in a four and a half star that had a 90 approval rating. 
And so I went and looked in the neighborhood and I guessed what hotel they were going to get. Went back to Express Deals, booked it, and that's exactly what they got. It's a phenomenal new hotel in New York for $144 a night plus junk fees. Four and a half star. So in New York, getting a hotel of that level for $144 a night, I mean, it's more than I like to spend on a hotel, but that's a really good price. So take the time, have no interruptions at all, no phone calls, nothing. Focus completely, because when you buy, you buy non-refundable, non-changeable on these express deals. So you got to make sure you're doing things right. Hotwire, by the way, speaking of inflating the ratings on a hotel, raise everything that you might do on Priceline, raise it half a star. Because my experience is Priceline may inflate, but Hotwire has perfected inflating the ratings on hotels. So if you would have been willing to take a three and a half on Priceline, you want a four star on Hotwire and just save money. Now, cars. I talked about car rentals recently because of some stuff that came up in calls. And with car rentals, remember my simple rule. You book a car rental, if you need one where you're going, you book it when you book your airplane flight. And then put on your calendar, whether you use an electronic or a paper one, seven days before your actual trip, reshop the car rental. And the overwhelming percent of the time, you're going to find that car rental rates have dropped from when you originally booked, and you just simply rebook. If they haven't, you know you already have the bird in the hand. You have your original booking, and you'll be fine until you get to the rental car counter. And then you won't be fine unless you've done your homework and checked with your own automobile insurer, seeing if you're covered for temporary use of a rental car, and they'll define for you what temporary is. That's really important because at the insurance at the insurance counter, at the car rental counter, everybody's under severe pressure to get you to buy all this junky pseudo insurance that can triple or quadruple the cost of your car rental per day. And they'll plant all kinds of seeds of doubt in you about how you're exposed to potentially thousands of dollars in costs. And that's why you want to find out in advance if you're covered for temporary use of that rental car by your own automobile insurer. Most of us will be. In addition, I want you to use a credit card that covers what your own automobile insurer does not. If you have a Visa Signature card, the MasterCard equivalent, very few American Expresses do this, but you may have an American Express that does. They'll provide temporary coverage for a rental car. And that comes in secondary place after the coverage from your own insurer. And then at the counter, you can say no to all that stuff. And one gotcha now, they'll try to con you on the gasoline. Always tell them you will fill up the car and then remember to do it, because if you don't, gasoline will cost you typically 10 times at the car rental company what you would pay filling up a tank on your own. So before you return the car, 
fill that tank of gas and it'll save you a lot of money. Now I want to move from that to if you're going overseas. There are some things I want you to think about. And first, always have a copy of your passport. If you use Google Photos on your iPhone or Android, take a picture of the key page in your passport that has your picture and your passport number on it. When you get to your hotel, if there's a safe in the room, lock your passport up in the safe. Your money, if you're in a walking city, pickpockets are always an issue. Some cities more than other, but always an issue. So I like for you to have a money pouch with the straps around your neck that you wear on your body under your clothes. Have in your pocket walking around money or one credit card that you use. And that way, if you are subject to a crime, you're not going to lose your passport and you're not going to lose substantially your money or your cards or your driver's license or anything like that. Before you go on a trip, domestic or international, purge your wallet or purse of things you don't need on the trip. Because if you do have a wallet or purse stolen, you want to have as little disruption as possible. Things like um, insurance cards, things like that. You can take, again, take a picture of them, have them in your Google Photos. So you have that if you need it. And when you're traveling international, know that some credit cards are going to rip you off on foreign exchange junk fees. You want a credit card you take that charges zero foreign currency junk fees. In addition, anywhere you go to buy things now overseas, in a lot of countries, they're going to try to trick you into paying in U.S. dollars instead of local currency, always say local currency. Never pay in U.S. dollars when you're given that choice. And with a debit card, if you need to get cash in local currency, know what ATMs you're allowed to use where you're going that you don't have to pay ATM junk fees. And notify your bank or credit union in advance that you're going overseas so you don't get to the ATM and get declined. You'll find in most of the world now, you will need much less cash than you used to because paying electronically, paying by credit cards, whatever, has become so much routine in most of the world that the need for cash is much less than it used to be. But you need some cash in case a place doesn't, take your card or doesn't run for whatever reason. For cell phones, if you travel any substantial amount overseas, you want to be with T-Mobile. T-Mobile provides unlimited free data and unlimited free texting in 150 countries, I think it is. Sprint has done a match of that, not exactly, but does something similar to that. Verizon and AT&T Stab your wallet in the back to use it overseas. If you travel an enormous amount outside the United States, look at getting service from Project Fi. 
Project Fi, F-I, that is Google's own cell phone service that for people who travel a lot overseas is a superior choice to anything else offered for people who travel outside the United States a lot. And I got to tell you, you can have so many weird things happen as you travel. You do have a bad experience. Please don't let it ruin your desire to travel, the wonder of travel, and particularly if it's not something that's physical injury, don't let it ruin your vacation. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, John. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure, John. You have a car rental question for me, right? I do. Um, you know, we like to do family trips every now and then when we can get away and see as much as possible. And one of the ways we like to do that is uh, fly into one location but fly back from another location. And we're kind of thinking about maybe stretching it out a little bit further than normal and like perhaps flying into a Texas location and being able to swing through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, all the way up into Tennessee before flying back. So your goal is to start in Texas, end up in Tennessee. Yes. And you mentioned an itinerary going across, sounds like I-10, I-20 for a while, and then heading up one of the fives, like 55 or 65 or something. Yeah. So if you were to think instead of coming up with a circle that would work, and oh, okay. instead of flying into Texas and out of Tennessee, maybe you fly into Mississippi or Alabama, and right. you do a circle and end up back where you started. Okay, I hadn't thought. I was trying to avoid backtracking. But oh, I know, but th- but think about this: you could go. Do, yeah, that's true. You could do it in a circle where maybe you go ten one way, visit places on twenty the other way, and you'd actually see put more miles on the vehicle, but see new things. But there used to be one company that specialized in the one-way rentals and didn't kill people's wallets on it, and it was National Car Rental. And when they changed owners. They haven't been doing that since. Oh, okay. They still offer, in some cases, one-way rentals, but not the kind of deals they used to offer on the Mm -hmm. one-way rentals. Now, the only exception to this involves the state of Florida. And twice a year, for example, you might be able, you're going to be near the Florida panhandle. Mm -hmm. If you are in an eligible time period, you can pick up a rental car in Florida and drop it in a bunch of different places in the country for a cost per day, usually about 8 to $10 a day. Oh, wow. And drop it with no drop charge. And then in the, in the late fall, you can pick up a car outside the state of Florida. And if you drop it in the state of Florida, again, you get those really cheap rates with no drop. Because you're doing the work for the car rental companies that when the tourist season's over, they want to get cars out of Florida. And when the tourist season approaches again, they want to get cars back into Florida, and they reward you with these very cheap rates. Oh, okay. 
And that is the only exception I know of. Okay, well, that's good to know. I'm flexible on this trip. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you have a great, great time with your family. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet. And they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.